Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number seven. Today, Caitlin Jeffrey, my right-hand girl, will be talking all about the process of joining my team, being a virtual assistant, and how she created this role for herself seven years ago, but why she made the decision to sell her business and join me full-time. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hello, Gold Diggers. Welcome to this super special episode where I am interviewing my partner in crime, Caitlin. Now, if you've ever emailed me or heard me talk about my incredible partner, I hate the word assistant, so does Caitlin. (laughs) She has been on my team for the last six months and has totally changed the outlook on my business. And I'm just super excited to talk with her today to hopefully give you all a little insight about what it looks like to hire a VA how it works, how it can free you up to be better in your business, and what the whole process and journey has looked like for the two of us. So welcome, Caitlin. Hello. Hello, and I'm so excited to talk today. So before we jump in, why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about you, your story, how you got to where you are, um, so that they can get to know how amazing you are. Sure. Well, thank you for that intro. It's really nice. I have spent the last seven years running a business virtually supporting photographers worldwide. And so how I got started doing that and kind of my story is that I have a degree in marketing and finance. Like Jenna, I worked in the corporate world for many years. And I think like a lot of you listeners out there probably can relate to, I was dying slowly in a cubicle and just knew there was something more for me. And 
more than that, um, we were thinking about starting a family. And so I was looking for something more flexible. Maybe I could do from home. And at that point, I read the book, What Color Is Your Parachute? And it was a long time ago, but the three takeaways I still think about today that that helped me outline were what kind of environment and office setting I wanted to work in and who I wanted to work with and what skill set I brought and what my passions were and, and what I wanted to do for the rest of my life from a career standpoint. And so the first step was getting out of that corporate world. I knew I wanted to work in a more creative industry. And so I kind of merged my hobby of photography. I loved photographers. And so I realized that there was this gap that photographers did not really like running the business side of things. And, and further, they were willing to outsource the type of tasks that I was good at and I loved and I enjoyed. And so when my first daughter was born, I signed my first client and did that from home and grew it over the last seven years up to 12 to 15 photographers, depending on the time of year. So that's what I've been up to for the last decade. <laughs> That's amazing. So here's the best part about Caitlin is Caitlin actually reached out to me multiple times and I turned her down. Yeah. And so <laughs> this girl is persistent, which thank God for that. But here's the thing. I think a lot of times there is so much fear in asking for help and in letting somebody into your business. And I remember Caitlin's emails and I remember saying, no, I'm good. I've got this. Mm -hmm. But it really took a giant life event for me to realize, holy crap, I need help. I can't do this on my own. I really need a lifeline. And I think that sometimes it's so hard when you listen to people speak about their businesses or talk about it. It often includes this giant life change or giant aha or come to Jesus moment. And a lot of times for people listening, they're like, well, when is that going to happen to me? Cause I'm not there yet. Or I don't know what that's going to look like in my life. So Caitlin, tell me about the time that you reached out when I finally <laughs> said I am ready. <laughs> well, I had followed you actually for years and didn't realize you were in the same state as me. And so when I realized that, I think I emailed you like, you've got to be kidding me. You're 30 minutes away. We need to <laughs> me. This is what I do. You are my perfect client because I am a big reader. So I might reference a lot of books in this talk, but I read the book called the pumpkin plan. And it's all about taking your best client and finding others like them. And so I knew who that person was and that person was Jenna to a T. And so I, I just kept on her. I just kept, just kept coming back and super excited when you finally reached out, finally got to hug you in real life in that coffee shop and talk about what it might look like to accept help in your business, which started small. And you can share the story <laughs> about that. It started small, but it grew very quickly. So <laughs> Caitlin and I met up for coffee and I actually ended up hiring her right around the time that we had our miscarriage. And what I had realized was that I had grown this business into being something bigger than just me. And yet here I was trying to wear every single hat and feeling like I was drowning. And when we were going through the miscarriage, it was this eye opener of like, I need to pull away for a little bit of time. I need to heal. I need to know that my business isn't going to fall apart because I need to rest and just focus on myself and my health. Mm -hmm. And so finally I said, you know, I've been thinking about this for years. I'm finally ready to just get some help. And 
trust me, when Caitlin joined me, my inbox was a disaster. <laughs> um, that poor girl probably had a heart attack because I had hundreds and hundreds of emails and I just couldn't keep up. And so we sat down at the coffee shop and Caitlin starts telling me about all these things that she knows how to do from blogging to social media to setting up campaigns, all this stuff. And I remember looking at her and just saying, I'll hand you my email. You can start helping me with email, but that's all I can do right now mentally. And the best part was, is that the second that I did that within a week, I'm pretty sure I gave her every single login to my entire life, my social security number, everything. And I said, take it all, take it all. I've never felt more free ever as a business owner. So tell me about like, what that looks like, because I think so many people are afraid of training somebody in and that gap that comes with that. But also they're like, how do I even tell people how to approach this and approach my clients and approach my emails? And what does that look like? Yeah, it's definitely a process. And when you looked at me and said, we'll start with email, by the way, I knew better. <laughs> I've done this long enough. And I knew that, it, that this is the way it would go. Not how big it got, but I definitely knew that it would be a process to letting go of more as we started. But Yeah, I think it is a process and you just start slow and maybe take those three things that you, that you don't enjoy and that you're comfortable letting go and that you can outline as a process that you do over and over again and just start there and let them take over that one piece and then grow it to the next thing and the next thing. And pretty soon they'll be, they'll be well versed in your business and they'll care for it like you do if you find a good person. And it's just a natural progression to continue to expand that role and and look at the things that you don't enjoy doing and that someone else might have a better skill set at doing, or it might just free you up time-wise to look at those things that might take your business to the next level that you haven't been able to focus on because you've been stuck in the day-to-day. And I think too, a lot of times I just used this analogy earlier when I was talking to another business owner, but I said a lot of times we're like hamsters on wheels. Like we are constantly just spinning our wheels, trying to keep up, trying to stay afloat, promising ourselves that we'll create processes or systems or take a course or learn something new when things slow down. But here's the thing, things never slow down unless you make them. And so for me, for the last few years, I felt like, okay, I've got this, I've got this, we're doing good, but I never understood how much bigger I could grow with taking somebody on as a teammate and not just an assistant, but somebody who understands your business and cares for it in such a specific way. And I think there's so much fear in what will people think of me if they don't hear back directly from me? Or what will people assume if I'm like, hey, my assistant will get back to you? Or what will that look like? And the funny thing is, is the opposite happened than what I thought was. It actually, people respected that a lot more. Mm -hmm. and people were actually being heard. And so instead of me not even reading the email or getting to it, Caitlin can hop in and say, hey, this is Caitlin here. Jenna's out of town for a workshop. She'll be back and get back to you as soon as she's back in the office. And all of a sudden, people were being cared for in a way that was way more exemplary of this brand that I'd built than the way that I was doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's that's what I aim to do. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) Well, she does do it. So... A good question for you, and I've learned this so much lately in hiring and figuring out what a team looks like, is how did you know that your role was more in the support realm rather than like building and being the face of your own business? Because you do and did have your own business, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a Mm -hmm. bit, but Mm -hmm. how did you know that you were kind of more a background girl? Yeah, 
Well, first, I thrive in a team setting. I love rolling up my sleeves and brainstorming and just diving into a project. And I always just aim to provide that for my clients because I think as entrepreneurs, you feel alone so often and don't have that person to just bounce ideas off and someone who cares about your business and gets you. And and so I've always loved being that support person for my clients. But what freed me up and when I became happiest was when I, I just realized that my strengths come in the planning and the tactical and the behind the scenes and working with someone who's a visionary, who has a clear idea about where they want to go and what they want to do. And they just need the help to get there. That includes the things that I love to work on. And so coming alongside someone. And so that has just freed me up to do my best work and to be my strongest self as part of a team to recognize that that's where I thrive. And I'm also an introvert at heart. And so not having to be the face, but to still be involved in the sales and the marketing and all of the things that just make me excited about doing business has just been the best part of this role for me. It's awesome. So we have exciting news that we have been keeping under wraps. Um, but Caitlin is actually coming on full time yeah. with me next year. So this girl sold her business that she's built for the last seven years to become a permanent fixture in my life, yeah. <laughs> which I am so excited about. So let's talk a little bit about how that happened. Because yeah. for me, to be entirely candid, when we first started talking, the expense scared the living daylights out of me. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with Drew and saying, I want to hire on this help. Here's the thing. It's almost a thousand dollars a month. And I am really worried. You know, it's like a second mortgage for our family. Can we do this? And mm -hmm. he just said, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a try. Try it for 60, 90 days. And then if you're not making enough money, more money to legitimize this, and maybe we'll take a step back. But the funniest thing and what I find so many people have found true is that when you are able to pay somebody to take those really big pain points in your business off of your lap, you are able to focus on your strong points and to really focus on the things that you love and that you're good at. And my God, if you're not making more money because of that, mm -hmm. then something is crazy because... We ended up doing so much better when I could actually focus where my heart was and where my head was. And so when Caitlin and I had started talking, the funniest thing was, is it went from zero to 60 in about a week because we had thrown out the idea, but we were both like, I don't know. And then within a week, we were like, all right, I think we need to do this. I think we just think you need to just be a part of my business. And yeah. so tell me about like that revelation. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a process over a week because if you would have told me a week before that I would have walked away from my baby, my business that I built for seven years, I would have thought you were crazy. But I just I got to the point where I was supporting 12 to 15 businesses. And while I don't think my clients would tell you I was dropping balls, I think I was still getting the work done. I felt like I wasn't fully invested. I wasn't giving it my all. I wasn't totally there. And worse than that, I was carrying so much weight from it that it was causing me to miss the joy with my family. And I was dropping balls there, which was the red flag for me. And so again, another book, I read The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst, which I strongly recommend. And so just on, on that process, through figuring out what my best yeses were, what I could really be my strongest and thrive in, 
just came to the realization that focusing on one business and as you know with Jenna, the dreams and the projects that she is chasing, um, being excited and all in on that was just something I couldn't ignore anymore and I had to give something up and it wasn't going to be my family and it wasn't going to be Jenna and so then um, I just had this realization that it was time to give something up and so I called my dad and he's my advisor in life and I just said, I'm going to walk away from my business. So I'm almost in tears about it, but you know, this is the best decision for me. And he paused and said, no, you're not. You're going to sell your business. You have a client list. You have seven years of intellectual property. You have workflows. You're going to sell your business. And at that point, a light bulb kind of went off because Jenna had blogged about me and I got 80 some emails <laughs> either saying, I need to hire you or I want to do what you do. And so I had sort of casually been mentoring several people online just wanting to do what I did and how to start and how to identify what what services to offer and who to work for. And so in a matter of a week, I reached out to them. One of them stepped up and said, yes, I would love to buy your business. And it all just sort of happened from there. And I just, I couldn't be happier that my business is now blessing another family and she's able to care for my clients. And I'm being freed up as well to, to focus in one area and get my life back with my family. I'm so excited about that too. And one of the coolest things that I have realized and learned, and I've seen parallels with both myself and Caitlin, is that a lot of times in life, we end up pigeonholing ourselves into one category saying, this is what I can do. This is what I do. And as a photographer, it was very easy to do that. And I felt like not trapped, but I felt like I was stuck in what is my identity beyond just this skill that I have, because I am more than just a skill. And with Caitlin, as we started working together, and as I started looping her in more into the bigger scope projects and saying, hey, do you want to be a part in just conceptualizing this idea or could you help pull together content for this subject or you're really good at this would you mind helping me teach it all of a sudden we started opening these doors for Caitlin to start mm -hmm. to share more gifts than just responding to emails or something like that and it's been so interesting because we've even had discussions like you know depending on how this next year goes and the projects we take on like what if we find another support or support <laughs> person to take the email off of your plate so that you can focus more on these certain projects and you know, it's been so interesting to see that evolution happen. And I feel like too, once I kind of let the grip go on my business and say, you know, for me, what I realized was a parallel with a miscarriage in saying I'm out of control of this in my life. And I just have to trust in God that this is going to work out and it does work out. It all works out in the end. And seeing that parallel in my business, just loosening the grip of control and saying, I'm going to let go of control and trust. Mm -hmm. It's been such a blessing because we've gotten to take on so much more and do so much more and impact so much more greater than we could if we were just doing it on our own. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So, okay. So let's talk about a lot of times when I tell people about Caitlin, they're like, well, where the heck do I find my own Caitlin? How can I find a Caitlin? <laughs> um, so one of the things Caitlin and I have loved to talk about is how can we help people see the value of having a VA and help them understand like what to look for or how to seek somebody out or how to train somebody in. So what kind of tips or advice would you have for people who are interested in hiring a VA, but they're not exactly sure what that looks like? Yeah. Well, I think the first step is to get clear on 
what pieces of your business you love to do and what pieces you don't enjoy doing, because that's going to start to build the list of tasks or areas of your business that you might be able to outsource. And that also will identify what type of person you're looking for, because there's going to be so many different areas of your business that you could accept help into and Jenna, you've become the outsourced queen, so you can <laughs> definitely speak to that. But there's all of these great small businesses out there now who specialize in different areas. And so finding what it is that you that you want to outsource it really is going to come back to what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. And then the second piece is going to be what's not getting done. What aren't you getting to week to week? And whether that's daily tasks that are necessary to get done or they're the big picture things that get pushed off just because it's not the loudest thing in your inbox. It's not the biggest alarm going off. And so it's always the thing that's procrastinated. And if you could get to that, what would that look like for your business? And so I feel like those two things will help open your mind to the fact that if you accept help, um, you'll be able to get to get to more in your business. I love that. So as Caitlin said, I have now become the outsource queen and it's hilarious because a year ago I had zero help and now I have help in pretty much every area of my business. And, you know, I always tease people, but I'm like, I have never spent more money in my life, but I have also never made as much money as I am now. And, you know, a lot of times money is that determining factor in like, well, can I do this? Can I afford it? Is it going to pay off? What is the return? on investment. So here are ways that I'm currently outsourcing in my business and you guys might freak out, but I also Mm -hmm. want you to remember that a year ago I had no help at all. So, um, this has all happened probably more so in the last six months than anything. And you were in their shoes dragging your feet six months ago. So this this progression (laughs) has been a fast one, but you've been where the listeners are. Exactly. so. So here's where I have help right now. So I did hire a business coach at the beginning of this year and we worked together very closely for a few months. And then I kind of went on my own. I can hire coaches on now like a need to know basis. So if I have a launch coming up and I just need some advice or something like that. So I also have a team that does Facebook ads whenever we do a big launch or campaign. I have a graphic designer who designs all of our webinar slides, different types of graphics that we use in our ads and things like that. I have a web designer, Miss Jen Olmsted, who also has an episode on Gold Digger podcast, who does incredible, incredible incredible web design. And I feel like we always have something new for her to be working on. We have a copywriter who also has been on Gold Digger podcast, Ashlyn Carter, who is an insane wizard with words who we hire to help with ad copy, sales page copy, email copy, you name it. Um, I also have a support email person. So she does all of the support for my courses. She also helps with a lot of the tech stuff. So the confusing lead pages and Infusionsoft and all of that kind of stuff. I have an image editor that I've been using for a few years. So I outsource a portion of all my weddings to her and she has been a godsend in getting me time back from my screen. And is there anyone I'm forgetting? I feel like podcast help, podcast outsourcing. So my dear friends at Podcast Assist edit these episodes and upload them for me. And so it's been so incredible because even when taking on extra projects, 
projects like this amazing podcast, I right away said, I know I'm not going to edit this. This is not my strong suit. It is not worth the hours of my time to do this. We're going to hire it out. And like I said, I've never spent more money in my life, but it's also freed me up in the capacity to make more money because I am focusing on what I do best, which is teaching. So it's crazy. It's absolutely mind-boggling crazy. But a really interesting thing that I've seen and people in my life just continue to see it. And I want to hear you talk about this too in a second, Caitlin, is that I have never been able to actually rest. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have made space in my life to rest again. And I also feel like I have never been as balanced as I am. And one of the things that terrifies me is that a lot of people that take this stage at big workshops and conferences and they teach a lot. A lot of them never rest. They never stop. They never set aside time for their family. They're working around the clock and they might not even be having profitable businesses. And so I always get so nervous when I look at people that are being influenced by a lot of these big names because I've seen the back end of a lot of their businesses and it is not a life their life is their business. And so when I went to Europe a year ago with my mom and sister, we went to France and Italy and I took them on a little rendezvous. And then we went back again to Greece this year. My sister said to me, she said, man, I can just see a difference in you in this one year because you have help. When I was in Greece, I maybe checked my email once a day, if that. Mm -hmm. And I was freed up to just really, really be present in my business. And I wasn't editing on the train or trying to get Wi-Fi to post a blog, I actually felt free to rest. So let's talk about rest, because this is one of the things that you've said you've learned a little bit from me. Yeah, I credit you for that, definitely. Tell me about that (laughs) for you. So in my business over the last seven years, I've always been that support person and wanted to be available. And as small businesses, and there's just this hustle aspect to it. So I would be working nights and weekends and on vacation and just always accessible Until I started working for Jenna and she would say things like, unplug, log off, do not work this weekend. I am not texting you at night. I'm not going to bother you. I'm going on vacation. I'm shutting down. You've got it from here. And so just sort of leading by example, it was just this eye-opening experience to me that just because we're small businesses and we work out of our home and people have our cell phone numbers, it doesn't mean we have to always be working. And so that transition for me has just been huge. This summer we went on a road trip right before my girls started school and it was the first time I ever truly unplugged completely for seven days in my whole business career. And that was just the biggest gift. I think I called Jenna when I got home and was like, I'm writing a blog post for you on this because it has just been, it has been life changing for me to unplug. And I don't know if we give ourselves permission as business owners to do that enough. And why are we in business otherwise if we're not free and able to do that for ourselves? I agree. And I think, too, it's so funny. So many of us go into business because we're like, I'm going to have the flexibility and I'm going to be able to take naps during the day and go, you know, go to the beach on a Wednesday. And how many of us actually end up doing that? It usually becomes the opposite of that. And, you know, my friend Mary always says, like, you didn't quit your nine to five to work 24 seven. And it's been so cool, too, with Caitlin and I, because we really respect each other's boundaries. And Mm -hmm. it's so 
funny because we're coming off of a weekend right now. And there were probably 10 times over the weekend that I just wanted to text Caitlin and be like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what I'm doing right now. Or I have this brilliant idea. But at the same point, I'm like, how incredible is it that she is hanging out with her daughters or reading them a nighttime story and not listening to her phone go off? And, mm-hmm. you know, we've really set these boundaries. Um, I don't get notifications for emails on my phone. Really just making very, very conscious decisions about like, what is this going to look like? And it's been so important because I look at other people's lives. Like Drew and I have this funny thing. So whenever we go on dates, we will leave our cell phones in the glove box. So they cannot come in to dinner with us or a movie or whatever we're doing. We have a very strict rule about that. And when we do that, we'll be sitting at dinner and we'll look around and we'll see all these people not even talking to the person that they're sitting across from because they're on their phone. And we're like, oh my gosh, what a disgrace. Like, why are they even out to eat? Like they're not even enjoying this experience. But the funny thing is, is that we end up doing that at home all the time. Like we'll be sitting on the couch and we're both on our phones. We'll be laying in bed and we're both on our phones. And Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things that you just have to be super conscious about and really be diligent about what is this rest going to look like? Am I going to log off of Facebook or sign off? And I've done this to Caitlin a few times where I'm like, Hey, I'm at this retreat right now. I'm just going to log off of everything. So you can take it from here. I trust you. Good luck. Yeah, that's exactly the example I was talking about. Give me permission to do it too. That is awesome. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the roles that you cover in my business. Um, And I don't even know if it's possible to sum them all up, but kind Mm -hmm. of explain some of the different things. You can either do like what you do on the daily or Mm -hmm. a list of all the things you do for me. Yeah. Well, I need a new elevator speech because it's just <laughs> asked at the hairdresser, what do you do? And I started to launch into this, I own a business doing this, this, and this. So I need a new one. So this will be good practice. <laughs> good. <laughs> this will be good practice. I have not crafted it yet, though. So, um, yeah, I start my day in the inbox, which I love. I tell Jenna this every day because she's always like, we can outsource this. You don't have to be the one doing this. But to me, it keeps a pulse on the business. I know what's going on. I know what Jenna's working on. I know, I know what the people in her courses are asking and what they're wanting to learn more about and what common questions and areas that we could help them more, whether it's on the blog or future courses or in her Facebook groups. So I spend some time in the inbox making sure that that, that is not 200 emails every morning once Jenna logs in. It gets it a little bit more manageable for her. I'll spend some time in the Facebook groups just encouraging people in the photo lab, um, helping them with their businesses that way. During the wedding season, I'll be working on the blogs or helping to get questionnaires out to clients and just the client care piece of the photography business that Jenna runs, whether that's building albums for them or getting an iMovie up of a slideshow so that they can get a preview as quick as possible after their wedding. And then what I try to reserve my afternoons for is building a course we're working on. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. Yeah, yet. of course. Okay. <laughs> 
So we've got this great outline we're working on and, and chipping away at that. So I love that piece. Building the course that we're working on. Maybe I'll let Jenna explain that a little bit. <laughs> so we're so excited. Um, and we'll be talking definitely more about our upcoming webinar and what that's going to look like. But one of the biggest things that we've seen as a blessing in our business is growing an email list. And one of the things that we've struggled with is that it's not as shiny as a subject as growing your Instagram following or getting more followers or, you know, very tangible things. But the craziest thing is, is that to us, your email list is the number one way you can serve people and the number one way you can sell to people. And it has been so fun to have a partner because I usually have had to build out courses all by myself. And Caitlin and I have very different gifts and skill sets. And so she is like the very tactical, um, you know, here is A, B, and C to making this happen. And I am definitely more the overarching, this is why this matters and why you need it. And so it's been so fun to be able to say, hey, why don't you come on over? Let's sit down at the table. Let's outline this. We outlined the entire course on the plane coming mm-hmm. over from New York mm-hmm. and things like that. And so having a partner in helping create stuff has been great because I think it's kind of a checks and balances system, but it also frees us both up to use our gifts in a way that will bless other businesses and, you know, really teach in a way that will reach people with different learning styles. And I think that that has been so important to me because I've realized like people learn in very different ways. Some people are very hands-on. Some people need to watch it. Some people need to listen to it. Some people need to read it. And so being able to reach all all of those people with information that can change your business, man, that is like the golden opportunity of doing what we do. And so, yeah, we've been working mm-hmm. on it and um, I'm sure you're going to be hearing way more about it super soon, which is yeah. so exciting. Right. So tell us a little bit about being a mompreneur and what that looks like. Caitlin has two beautiful, beautiful, sweet little girls. And I just love to be able to see her excel, not just as an entrepreneur, but also as a mother. So what does that kind of look like? Yeah, so that has changed a lot recently for me because when I started my business, I had a very newborn baby. And so a lot of the work was done in the mornings or at night or during nap time. And so now they're both in school. And so it's less about finding the time to work and more prioritizing the rest because I find I just want to work all the time. And so when they get home, like Jenna, I have to put, I have to close down everything, put the phone away and really focus on them and know that that I do this business and have this flexible career so that I can be present with them when they are home and creating those boundaries and scheduling time for rest and making memories with them is so important. I think too, we've joked about this, but I always say that if I wasn't married to Drew, I would probably work at night. Like I have my best ideas at night. I Around 8 p.m. I yeah. feel like is like my golden hour. And so we've been really conscious about, well, what does this look like in our marriage? And a lot of times it's not necessarily conducive to the way that my brain is operating. And so Caitlin and I have thrown around like, what if we work one night a week? And that way we're both logged in and we can kind of touch base and contact each other then because she's a night thinker as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard because, you know, 
I truly believe in finding the medium of what works for your life. And that is the only time I get to be with Drew. And so it'd be silly to throw that away just because I have a good idea. And so me and Caitlin have this thing that we call brain dumps. And it's when our brains are just so overloaded with all these ideas and projects and items that I literally just sent her one. I made a Google Doc and I was like, here are all the things in my head right now. And it was probably 30 things, but even just writing them down and then giving her the chance to say, I can take this from you. I can help you with this. Here's an idea about this. And having somebody just collectively see what you're working on and keeping them in the loop is so huge. And I think if you're ever going to hire a VA... I would say start small and work big and start with a trial period. Give them a chance to make mistakes. And I told Caitlin this from the very beginning. I said, there's probably going to be things that come up that you might handle a little differently than I will, but I want you to have the grace and know that I'm going to let anything happen because it's all going to be learning. And I mean, truthfully, nothing really comes to mind when I say that because mm-hmm. nothing has really gone wrong. But the other thing is, is just have faith in them. She, when she first started, she's like, you can check the scent folder <laughs> just to see, you know, how I responded or what I did. And I have never once in six months looked at that to see how she's handled anything because I just put trust in her. And I think one of the scariest parts about outsourcing is it's like, how in God's name am I going to find somebody that will care for my business the way I care for it? And I think when you give people the grace and say, here is what's most important to me. Here are ways that I love to respond. Here are ways that I want people to feel heard and just give them those things and say, this is what I do say. This is things I don't say. I don't swear. I don't, you know, whatever that looks like for you and give them the capacity to handle things and use their best judgment. Should she respond as Jenna? Should she respond as Caitlin? How are people going to be served best through this response? It makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And I think giving someone ownership of an area of your business too is going to allow them to become more invested and care for it like you do instead of micromanaging and controlling everything because it takes it from task oriented to something bigger picture that they can really put their best foot forward and their gifts into something to make it their own. Totally. And I always think of the movie or the TV show Shark Tank Mm -hmm. where they're like asking for investors and then the investors are like, I'm not going to get out of bed for 5% of your business. But, you know, if you give me 10%, that's going to give me ownership or make me feel like I'm making an impact. And so Mm -hmm. when you can start small and then start handing over more, if your VA is willing or ready, or even just finding other people that are blessed in the different skill sets like copywriting with Ashlyn. Like I said, like I can write copy, but it's not where my time is best spent. And if I can support her and her business and also just get her expertise because she's an expert in copywriting and I am not, then why wouldn't I do that? And so you can start with a VA on a shoestring budget. And the best thing that I tell people is I'm like, you can't look at it as an expense. You have to look at your time and how you can fill that, whether that's with your family, with more living or with one more sale or one more session or one more offering that could make up that money that you're spending to have that help. And to me, it's not even about the money anymore. It's about the freedom to focus on what I love the most in my business. Mm-hmm. One other thought I had is if you want starting small, doesn't necessarily mean bringing someone on to your team on a daily basis. Like she was saying, you could hire someone like Ashlyn on a project basis where she's just working on this dedicated piece. And then 
you're paying them for that, but they're not on every month or you're not responsible for a continual payment to them. And so that might just get you open to the idea or get you to try it and see what it might look like for your business and how you might respond to outsourcing personally. Totally. And for my business, Caitlin is the only fixture that is the constant in my business right now. Everyone else is on a project base basis. And so even when we were looking forward to next year, like what courses are we going to be doing? What projects will we be launching? What will we be working on behind the scenes? We already started booking out these contractors for those certain projects. Projects because they are only on with us for a few weeks at a time. Like that mm-hmm. is it. And so it's so funny because a lot of times I'll say my team and it sounds like, oh my gosh, how do you have that many people working for you? You have this little empire. And I'm like, no, like they're only with me for maybe a month, if that out of the right. year. But these are the people that excel at what they do. And so when it comes to things like webinars, all I have to do is log in and teach. And that is what I am best at. And everything else is taken care of by people that are doing what they're best at. And it's like, it's just insane because you are so much happier. Your team is so much happier. People are doing what they love to do and you're giving them the capacity and the trust to just do it. And it's just, it's probably the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. So where would you say, like, if somebody was looking to find a person to outsource to, do you have any, like, suggestions. I actually ended up finding Caitlin again in the Rising Tide Society Facebook group when I said, okay, I'm finally ready to get help. And Caitlin put the hand raise emoji and said, choose me. So that was a great resource. Is there any other places that you could recommend or places that people could find somebody to outsource to? I'm not that knowledgeable about this. And I'll tell you, for anybody considering a business, supporting other businesses, the best way I've found my clients is to just become clear on who I want to work with and what kind of attributes and what kind of business and get very specific about that. And then I would follow them on Instagram and wait for an opportunity, whether it's, you know, up late tonight working again or, you know, like comments like that. And then would reach out just very personally saying what I did and how I could support them. And that's how I I gained every single client. So yeah, I'm not sure that there's some master list out there. I think um, I think the rising tide is a great spot to yeah, begin. Yeah, um, and I think too that there are people out there that just want to edit photos or just want to support other creatives and what that right. can look like. So yeah, it might just be putting it out into the world too. My first client posted on Instagram. They're looking for help, and these were their ideas. And so it, just getting it out in the world. It, someone sees that post or someone knows of someone, you know, it's just getting started that way. Totally. And I just want to close this out and say that the whole onboarding thing and the learning curve is not as steep as you think it might be. And that was something that really held me back from getting help was I don't have time to train somebody to do this stuff. But it's so funny because when you look at how much time you're spending doing tasks over and over and over again, you could have that and have somebody trained in absolutely no time. There are so 
many tools out there, like having templates or using screen flow to show somebody how to do something or creating a list of the tasks that you do over and over and over again every day. And there are so many pieces of my business that I was just afraid to hand over because I'm like, well, it doesn't take me that much time to prep a blog post or it doesn't take me that much time to make a wedding slideshow. And Caitlin said, how about we both make one and let's just see how long it takes each of us. And then you can decide, you know, is it going to be worth paying me $10 an hour or a half hour or whatever that was to make this slideshow? Or is it more worth it for you to be doing that and be tied up doing that? And Mm -hmm. so it was such a good lesson for me to say, well, sure, I can do that. But does that mean I need to be doing it? And the answer was no. (laughs) And also I did it differently and explained why I did it. And so now we've made some changes in how you do things, I think for the better. And so the point is to find someone with a different skill set or a different experience than you just adds to the team. Totally. And that's what I love about Mondays is I can come to Caitlin and be, I mean, I send her these really long voice texts, but I'm pretty sure every single one starts with, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I have this idea or I decided to take this on in true Jenna style. And even this podcast started as a voice text saying, you might think I'm nuts, but I want to start a podcast. And so it's just been absolutely beneficial to have a partner to have somebody that turned and started as a VA into a full-time employee and a part of my business that I can't imagine life without. And so I hope that this is so encouraging. So we put together a guide for you guys, a free download, five questions to ask yourself before you decide to outsource. So if you're just interested or thinking about, well, maybe a VA is right, or maybe I just need help in different aspects of my business, head to golddiggerpodcast.com and inside the show notes, you will be able to download this guide and just really look into your business and lay out the tasks that burden you or stress you out, or you can't keep up with, or you never even get to, to really decide is this going to be beneficial for your business and the direction that you're heading? So, Caitlin, I'm sure that everyone will be hearing more from you as time goes on, but thank you so much for your insight and your expertise, and I can't wait to tell everyone all the stuff we've been working on behind the scenes. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Well, thank you, Gold Diggers, for tuning in. Tune in again next week, and as always, head to golddiggerpodcast.com to get a hold of the show notes, the book references, and of course, the free guide that we've put together for you. Until then, and until next week, we will see you soon. Keep digging. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.